0: Welcome to the Mommy Oyoyo Podcast, a safe space for honest, transparent, authentic, and real-life gist about being a mother, African style. I am your hostess with the mostest, Berry Dakara, and I am here to share the unique experiences of being an African mother. Thank you for tuning in. Oya, drop the kids, get comfy, and make we start! Hello, hello everybody, how are you today? I hope you are having a wonderful day so far. I hope the year has been going good for you and we're still going on a note of positivity for the rest of the year. Thank you everyone who has been listening and to everyone who is going to share this episode because I know it's going to be great This is episode 24 of the Mommy Oyo Yo podcast. As usual, I am your hostess, Miss Berry Dakara. If this is your first time of listening to the podcast, welcome, welcome, welcome. If you have been listening, welcome to... (laughs) um i've been hearing great feedback about the podcast and i want to say thank you all to everyone who has been supporting and if you're new i hope that you enjoy the episode today and that you go back to listen to some of the other episodes we've had great episodes we've had great guests and even when it's just me i mean they've been good episodes as well all right So today's topic is one that has been garnering a lot of conversation on Instagram. I'm going to share some of the stuff that people have said on Instagram at the end of the episode. But today I am featuring none other than my sister. Her name is Kiki <laughs> and um, she's going she's going to share sorry she's going to share about getting her tubes tied she 's going to share about her thought process, the discussions that she had with her husband about coming to that decision of not wanting any more children, and her going through the procedure and what it was like for her. Um, I hope that you enjoy um, listening to our conversation it's going to be i guess a little bit relaxed because I mean we are sisters and I have to note okay she is not a medical professional I'm not a medical professional and eventually I would like to have a um a doctor or medical professional come and talk about the different um the different ways of family planning, contraceptives and all of that, like condoms, um, getting tubes tied, vasectomies, all of that. I plan to have a medical professional come and teach us more about what the different options are because I think it's very important, especially in this day and age. Anyways, without further ado, welcome again to the podcast episode and I hope you enjoy today's episode and interview with my sister, Kiki. Thank you for listening. Well, hello Kiki and welcome to the Mommy Oyo Yo podcast.
1: Oh, are we live?
0: <laughs>
1: it's not live. <laughs> I mean, oh, are we on the air? No, <laughs> not on the air, are just being recorded. <laughs> oh the recording has started?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, it started. Okay. Okay. Oh, well, hello. Okay, well, hi, Kiki. Welcome to the Mommy Oyo Podcast. Thank you for being the first guest of 2020. I'm very excited to have you on the podcast. Mm-hmm. How are you today? I am doing good. Doing good. Perfecto. Um, let's just begin by you telling us a little bit about yourself. Who are you?
1: Well, I'm your sister. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes,
1: you are my sister. Uh huh. Uh huh. Um. Hmm, who am I? My name. I guess my name. Yes. <laughs> okay. Um. My name is Kiki Macanjola. That's my marital name. Uh,
0: um, who
1: you're talking to you don't have to tell me Macanjola. Ah, <laughs> uh, I, I thought you said it's recording now. Uh-huh, so be yourself. Ah, uh, but I'm introducing myself to the pool. Now, believe me. Okay. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Hello, Lord. Uh, okay. Okay, fine. I'm Kiki. <laughs> um, married. I can say I'm married now, even though you know me. Yes. Okay, fine. Uh, married. How many years? Oh, Eight years. years. Yes. Eight years. It's actually, going to be nine this year. Wow. Yeah. 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 yeah nine this year. Um, two kids, a boy, seven and a daughter. Four. Um, I am an IT professional. I used to DJ. I am a part-time travel agent. Um, and I am the daughter of the Most High God.
0: Awesome! 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 Thank you very much for that wonderful introduction. You also forgot one thing. You are the co-host. I do. Yes, you're a co-host. Oh yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. And I'm the co-host of TV Cubes that I host with my sister and my cousin, Nene. Yes, yeah. yeah. Okay. It's all TV Cubes. Okay. Well,
0: again, thank you very much for that introduction. We're just going to go right into the topic of the day, which is um, about getting your tubes tied because you don't want any more children. So first question. So you mentioned I have two children did you always mm-hmm. only want two children or was it a decision that you and Debo came to reach as time went along or did you guys always know that you wanted only two children?
1: No so funny enough um, he well hmm I think when we, okay, when we first started um dating and we knew that you know we we're going to get married and stuff obviously we started having the Talk of, you know, family when we want to start the family and all that stuff. And then he said, we're going to start talking about children. He said, because I have, you know, come from a, a family that we have four siblings, and he also comes from a family that they're four siblings. So therefore, we're going to have four children, you know. And I kind of like joked it up and I was like, ha ha, you know, that, well, I don't think I want four. Maybe we'll do three, you know, because we're like, yeah, we'll just end that three because three is closer to four, is more than two. And I felt that that was kind of like the middle, even though okay. two is kind of the middle of four. Um, so that's how we started out with the number three in mind. Yeah.
0: Okay. But then, um, so what made it, what made you guys now decide that you're going to stop at two?
1: Um. Well, after seeing how, my pregnancy, it was probably the first one was going. Um, that was already a no brainer at that point. Because it was like, Yeah, we can't we can't do this because it was gonna to be too much of a risk for me. Okay. Um, so we're just like, Okay. Because I mean, with the first one being very traumatic, we actually thought maybe we're not gonna have another one, you know. But I was like, Oh, you know what, no. God saw us through it. So if anything, we'll have one more. But on that one, since we have a boy, um, on the second one, we are going to pray and believe that it's going to be a girl so that we have our boy and our girl, and then we know that we're done. You know, just with my um, history of, um, of pregnancy. So that's how we now ended up having two and done. Yeah.
0: Would you mind sharing, like, very, very briefly um, what, what made your pregnancies traumatic? Like, what, what, was the, what was the issue? What was it like for
1: you? Okay. So, brief, because my pregnancy story can be, like, two hours. Um, brief, so briefly, because we're not trying to be here too long. I know now. Wait, now. now I'm, try, I'm trying to, like, short in my head. Okay. So, long story short, um, I'm a high-risk um, pregnant, pregnancy, pregnant woman carrier, mm. baby carrier. I don't even know. Sure. Well, yeah, but high risk. Um, how did they come to find find that out? Um, I have what you would call like an incompetent cervix. Um, so that pretty much, in in a nutshell, is what um your like the risk of high uh, early early pregnancy is, is very high. I mean, um.
0: Good, and, right?
1: yes early delivery sorry is very high and with mine mine was high in the sense of like i i actually had to be on bed rest for both um pretty much just to actually keep the baby in so um and they noticed that with the first one because um You know, the cervix just kept on getting shorter and nothing was happening. I had to be put on different kinds of medications. And then at one point, my bedrest was at home. It was strict bedrest. I wasn't allowed to do anything. Matter of fact, like I was my only getting up was to use the bathroom. I really wasn't even supposed to be getting up to have a bath. That's how bad it was. Um, Then I (laughs) graduated from the house bedrest to hospital bedrest for three months. And like I said, all of this was just pretty much to keep the baby in. And even at like that, I still ended up having a um, a premature baby, the first one. And then after that, you know, we're like, yeah, you know, it was it was too much of a stress in my body. And the way my doctors put it, they put it in a way that like my body sees pregnancies as a foreign object. So it tries to get rid of it because it doesn't know what to do with it, if that makes sense. Mm. You know, even though like it's, um, I, you know, I'm growing a child, but it felt it pretty much seemed like. It was an alien body, you know, for for my body to try to carry. So that's why, um, yeah, just just the thought of it. And then the second one too, I was in and out of a hospital just, you know, stopping the preterm labor because the first one, um, the reason why I was in hospital was preterm labor had started extremely early, sixteen weeks, and okay. they were like, yeah, there was no way, you know, you can do anything. Then the second one labor started at twenty weeks and um it was same thing, just in and out of hospital. But thank God with that one, I wasn't hospitalized like the other one, but I was on a same thing street bed rest. And um yeah. So um so we're like, you know what? No, it's it's too much. And then my doctors too. The practice I went I, I went to, I saw all of them plus um a special group of high-risk doctors who specialize in, you know, high-risk pregnancies. And I pretty much saw all of them in that practice as well. And if five doctors tell you you cannot have any more children, I think it would be best to listen to them. Mm -hmm. So by the time I was hearing, you know, after, you know, with McKenzie, um, I was hearing, yeah, this is going to be it, right, multiple times. I, I was like, yeah, there's no way it's not up for discussion. And we're fine with it. And then again, we realize that children are not cheap. So <laughs> say, yep, two, that's it. That's what our money can carry. <laughs> and you know, you know, like, you know, we just want to enjoy life. So we're like, yeah, we two boy, girl, we can enjoy life. And as selfish as this is going to sound, hey, Jesus, this is going to sound selfish. But um anytime like, you know, you're trying to look for like vacations and stuff like that it's always family of four family of four family of so four so, so we said yeah so we say, ah so if we have family of five now it will not work we can never get all these deals so we say eh okay we'll stop at at these two so yeah it all just worked out did that sound healthy should you enjoy it no
0: no 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 it sounds perfectly fine it's okay and um okay, good to the mommy or your audience fun fact um i also had with um coco I also had an incompetent cervix, and the same um, set of doctors saw me at the hospital when I was hospitalised at six months. So, yeah, because I mean, some of them came in and they're like, "Wait, don't we know you?" I'm like, yeah, that's my <laughs> <laughs> um Okay, so you guys decided to stop at two, and you got your tube tied. Your tubes tied. That was um, about a year ago. Was it a year ago, or was it just a few months ago?
1: Wait, when did I do it? Was it in 2019 did it? Go? Yeah. Okay, it was it months ago?
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wasn't it after I okay. from vacation? I can. Anyway, you said was... Anyway, started. I
1: said it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And before we get to the procedure and how it went for you, um, can you discuss why um, you guys decided or whether you decided that you get your tubes tied as opposed to your husband getting a vasectomy because I mean a vasectomy is um, you know reversible I mean in case you guys decided that you know let's just do family of five <laughs> doing it um, getting your tubes tied would it's not it's not um it's not reversible, number one. And then number two, there are a lot of um, women that are like, you know what, no, I spent the whole nine months, multiple times being pregnant, I'm done having things done to my body. You as a man, you go do something to your body, so I won't have any more children. So why did you guys decide that it would be you and not him to go
1: through it? Okay. Um, well, easiest answer, one, he's, a, he's an African man. Simple. I don't know what it is with African men and wanting to get fixed. I don't know look, first of all, they don't even like going to a doctor's for physical, you know. And then we're now gonna say, oh yeah, go and get yourself fixed. They're not going to do it. Where they have a problem with a doctor looking at them down there, I have mm-hmm. no idea why that's such a big deal. But um before the talk of tubes getting tied, um, I was on birth control. I had What's called next mm. and that's the one that is actually inserted into the arm. I had that after Dean, and um yeah i didn't I didn 't quite like it because it's supposed to be one of those that doesn't like have like really you know little to no you know hormones and all those things. It's just kind of like one of those that's supposed to work like that, but for me i um it made me gain a lot of weight. Mm. Um, mood swings here and there. The period, yes, it was good because periods were so light. In fact, for months, I could go without having a period. So I liked that part of it. But I didn't like the weight gain part. Um, then after we had McKenzie, I went back on the same next because I did not want to do the IUD and all those things, you know, for 10 years and stuff because same thing too. I just did not really... I wasn't keen on the fact of having something in my body for that long to okay. yes. So, like, even, even the next month, because the next month is only three years. And after three years, you, you know, take it out and you put it back in if, if obviously that's what you want. So, by the time um, the third year was coming up, obviously, we started talking about, like, okay, what do we want to do? Do we want to go the IU, IUD route? Do you want to do this? Do you want to, like you know, wear uh, protection. Um, what do you want to do? So protection was out of the question because he said mm, he doesn't want to wear protection. You don't you. want to wear on, don't look at you. Don't mind him. You don't want to wait. <laughs> you want to enjoy You know. And then, and then, obviously, there's no birth control for men, so everything was still going to fall on me anyways. So, you know, I was like, okay, brother, go on do this thing now you know go and get yourself i no i can't do i can't blah 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 i'm like well either you do it or you know and then i i said i have no problem doing it because at that point i was like yeah i'm really done having kids and i didn't want to run the risk of getting pregnant again Mm. because all i could think about is if i did get pregnant again um who knows what it was going to be like? You know, I wasn't going to be ready to do the whole bed rest thing because I already had these two kids. Who was going to take care of them? Who was going to do this? You know, all that like coming to my head. Um, and then I was like, okay, well, this thing is about to expire in my arm. What are we going to do? Then comes now find out I forgot about my next one in my arm, right? And I kept on going, you know, month after month after month. And then I don't even know what happened. I think I was looking into one of my purses and I pulled out something. I was like, oh, wait, what is this? And I saw that it was the next pronoun thingy. And I looked at the date and I was now four months past expiration. So, which pretty much means I could have actually gotten pregnant within that four months. Oh,
0: my goodness.
1: Because it wasn't doing its job anymore. Yes. Dude, when I tell you, I freaked out. <laughs> You know, like, I quickly called my doctor. I was like, okay, no, 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 I need to schedule an appointment. And then she was like, exactly, like, you're way past due for this thing. And um, before I came in, she was like, okay, are we doing it again? I'm like, no, you know, we're going to obviously discuss um, yeah. what are the methods we're going to do. So by the time I was going for my appointment, I came with David because by then we were like, okay, you know what, because we don't want to have any more children, we cannot risk doing, you know, having fun time anymore Yeah, until something is done. So we got the doctor and the minute we were like, all right, I'm gonna get it fixed. I mean, when I tell you like it was, it was quick, so like, yeah, we need to schedule you this and this and that and that and that. And that's how I got on the books. I didn't mind it. I didn't mind being the one to do it just because I know that, you know, if I waited for him, it wouldn't have been done. Okay, you know, so so it's pretty much like taking matters into my own hands, even though like it was a a mutual um agreement yeah
0: okay well fair enough uh, fair enough, that makes sense um so getting the actual procedure done, what was it like for you like is it considered to be major surgery or
1: it's um i mean it's abdominal surgery um not as major as c sections because oh yeah, I didn't want say yeah, so both my um, kids were born via C-section.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so, but the thing is um, with getting a tube size, obviously they are going into the belly, you know, um, and I think for me they went to the belly button. Okay. Um, so I was already kind of like aware of what to expect because i already gone through two surgeries, so I knew what to expect, you know, I knew the whole um, the whole procedure going in, um, I knew the, you know, the pain, the chance of pain mm. and all this. Now, the only difference is, is it was an outpatient surgery. So the same day I left the, the hospital. And how long was so that time?
0: I had a couple hours.
1: Because so I, don't know, I have go to go be- to work the following days? Or- no. Oh. no, 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 no. So, and, um, so different thing with the C-sections, I was awake, numb, but I was awake. This one I was completely under. Okay. So they had, obviously, I had to come out of, you know, anesthesia and then they wouldn't let me go until two things. I passed gas or, and I was able to actually keep down liquid without bringing it back up. Okay. If I failed one of those two, I was going to stay in the hospital, you know. So that's why I kind of like took a couple of hours to get discharged. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, I guess I can talk about this part right now, the, like the pain afterwards. Mm-hmm. Or are we going to get to that? Okay, talk, okay, okay, so, you know, they had said, because I had asked, you know, if it was going to be as painful as a C session recovery. You know, they were like, oh, no, 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 you know, it's not just because it's not as that, it's not that invasive as a C-section, so your recovery shouldn't be bad. What they did not fail to tell me, which I found out by myself, is even though, yes, they're going through a smaller hole, which is my belly button, Mm -hmm. they were still actually hitting the same organs that I, you know, I had touched during the C-section. So. That, in a nutshell, rebruised my insides. Oh. If, if yes. So that made the pain a lot worse for me because the 1st few C-section I recovered fairly, fairly okay. Like maybe after after four weeks. Wow, that that's long. Wow, after four weeks of my 1st few C-section, I was actually able to like you know really be up and walking around my second c-section i didn't recover fully until seven weeks because it was like the same mm-hmm. the same cut the same bruise the same organs again were being aggravated now yes she was a lot bigger baby so that even probably had something to do with it then now come this third surgery is the same stuff again being moved around on the inside because obviously they you getting a lot of moving of your you know organs in there so that um cause the recovery to be a lot longer for you know having your cheap tied. Mm-hmm. Like I know someone who had their cheap tied and she like by the following day she was fine. So you know everyone everyone is going to be different when they do this and then again depending on your pain level.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know like I I have a a high threshold for pain but not this kind of pain. This kind of pain is on a different scale. Wow. Um so it took me hmm how long would how long did you take me one week did you take me a week i
0: don't know <laughs> okay it was, a week, it was after a week that i went back to work yes okay was after so a week back based to work. on the amount of pain and everything if you had to make the decision again like would you do it or would you tell your husband you know
1: what you do it i'll probably tend to do it just so that he can have a taste of it <laughs> You know, not to be mean, but it's like, okay, yeah, you just do it and see what it entails. But I heard it's not as painful as painful as painful for men than it is for women. Okay. And one thing though, for women, it actually is reversible the kind you get. Ah. Yes. So what I have, mine can actually be reversed because. They did not tie my tubes. Instead, my tubes are clamped.
0: Oh. Yes.
1: So there are different ways of doing it. There's clamping, there's tying, and then there's actually burning of the tubes.
0: I feel like tying and clamping will be the same thing, but what do I know?
1: Well, you know, yes. Well, kind of, yes or no? You know, yes and no. Because I think on the tying one, I think they actually cut it and then they tie. I might be wrong, but I think they actually cut it then tie. Okay. Then the burning, they are cutting and they are burning it like it's gone, burning it. Now with the clamp, just obviously, you know, a clamp, so it's just clamped, right? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's still to prevent, you know, anything from getting through there. You know, even though they did tell me that, okay, you know, there's like nine percent, like nine point nine percent chance. So there's still that zero point zero one, <laughs> God forbid. But you know, um, so my mind can be reversed. It's the only thing is, it's hella expensive wow. if a woman tries to go and have it reversed. That is not burnt. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. You
0: learn something new every day. You do. So yeah. we're getting towards the end of the interview. I, I can actually hear Coco waking up, and we have our, t- our talk show in the next one hour. So we have to um, cut the conversation short. But um, what would you say to a woman who doesn't want more children and her husband does? Um, do you think it's solely her decision, or it's something that is a decision that they should make together?
1: It's definitely something they should have together because you don't want resentment in the house. Because if she says she doesn't want any more kids and he does, that would not be a problem because it's like, she's, it's going to seem like, oh, she's restricting me from having so you you know. And then he now wants the kids. She doesn't, now going to be like, well, he's not listening to me. He's not, he doesn't care about my, my thoughts, my feelings, he doesn't care about like, how I'm the one who carries through this pregnancy and all that. Mm. So it's because it's not it's not as easy as Are we going to eat rice this night? No, you know, right. it's a very 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 serious um thing to talk about because I mean having kids is a big deal, you know. So if let's say um, and it's also like you know the the compromise is going to be there. Like okay, how about maybe um. Let's give it a few years and then we can revisit the, the topic. Now, obviously, a few years, somebody, one of them might change their minds. Like a few years, a woman can be like, oh, you know what? I actually miss babies in the house. A few years, the mom might be like, you know what? I'm used to have not having a little baby in the house. So I think we're good. So it's going to be, you know, talking, balance. And balance is a big one because if you cannot see that you can balance your family your household with an additional child then you do not need to be having another one because throwing in another child is now going to put a lot of stress on both parents as as parents and then as a married couple because that can now bring on like fights that nobody wants because it could not be like well i already I told you I didn't want any more kids, you know, and this kind of thing, and you didn't listen to me. And you, you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. So it's definitely um some something that they should be that should be talked about. Now, if the woman, you know, um wants to get her teeth dyed and the man is not up for it, now that one too is going to be like, Well, it's either me or you, you know, and even and if the lady's like, I don't want to take any more breath control because let's let's be real breath controls do have side effects on the body mm-hmm. you know and that's like i said that's why i didn't want to to be on it anymore there has to be like um a compromise there so and the compromise is is you or it's me and it has to be done or we have to do it no one needs to be shy about about getting it done and that's one thing with men they, i don't know why they like ugh. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: they do not need to be shy about getting themselves fixed. If a woman can get herself fixed, a man can get her, himself fixed. It's the same outpatient surgery. Different organs, but same outpatient surgery, same outcome is to prevent pregnancy. I don't know whether that men think that they are not going to produce sperm anymore. Maybe that's their thinking. You know? <laughs> I don't know. You know? Well? I, no, no. It's true. <laughs> <You> no. <know? laughs> but, I mean, but yeah, anyway, back to the question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's something that they should definitely talk about um, together. Look at all aspects of their, of their life um, work family balance, um, financial, uh, emotional. Look at every part of their lives. As individuals and as a couple and as a family with you know with the other children
0: Mm. okay well thank you very much for sharing your thoughts Um, to close the episode where can anyone find you online you know you mentioned that you are a travel agent so in case anyone's interested in booking a cruise or a trip somewhere
1: where can they find you online well let's go cruises um Instagram, you can find me at Kiki DJ Cupcakes um, on Instagram. On Facebook, what is my Facebook name? Kiki DJ the, yeah. Cupcakes, my controller? No, no, no. No, no, no. Okay. I don't think I have DJ Cupcakes. No, it's Kiki Cupcakes. We can have my controller? Oh, um, Kiki. You know what? Find me on Instagram. I think it's going <laughs> <laughs> be easier. It's Kiki DJ Cupcakes. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so sorry. I forgot my Facebook name. That's so bad. But yeah, you can right. find me there. Um, and then, yeah, just shoot me a DM or anything if you want to find out more about um, the procedure, about travel, about, you know, anything, high-risk pregnancy, anything. Yeah, just, you know, yeah, shoot yeah, my me, sister, me in the DM. My sister loves to share. Yes. She loves well, to share. no, 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 I want to, 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 to see it. Wait, I want to see it. I want to see it. To see it right? Slide in the DM. There you go. It's that.
0: <laughs> Goodbye, thank you very much. <laughs> thank you very much for being on this episode of the Mommy Oya Yo podcast. <laughs> you to- are very welcome. I'm gonna see you in the next 30 minutes. Let me wake Coco up so we can and then feed her rice and butter, and then we'll come over to the house so we can be on TV cubes, guys. Yes, watch ma'am, with cubes. Um, on Sundays at 4 p.m. Um, Eastern time, 10 p.m. West African time, depending on time difference. Sometimes it's 9 p.m. East, um, West African time. Either way, Sha. Sure. Uh, um, we are on at Cubes on Sundays, live on Instagram and Facebook. Thank you, Kiki, right. for this wonderful All right. I'll see you in a little bit. See ya. Bye. Okay, okay so like I mentioned, um, I had a lot of conversation around this topic on Instagram. I asked people, who do you think should get fixed when a couple decides they're done having children? And a whopping 90% of people responded that the dad should get a vasectomy. And just 10% of people said the mom should get her tubes Tied. So, what does that say to everybody? Men, y'all need to step up and get slip, slipped. Slip, 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 (laughs) slip, slip. And then I had a lot of um, comments in my DMs. Someone says um, that the woman is the one that carries the children. So, if she really doesn't want any more children, she should just go ahead and tie her tubes or get an IUD. Another one said that the man should get the vasectomy because it will not mess with their hormones as it might mess with a woman if she gets her tubes tied. Someone else actually voted that both people, like both the man and the woman, should get procedures done. She says that the lady carries the pregnancy for 40 weeks, but the man does contribute to raising the children um, on that one I'm gonna be like, eh, a lot of African men do not really do too much in contributing to raising their child, unfortunately. That's my opinion, Sha, but I think she has a um a husband who is very actively involved in raising their children. So that's where she's coming from. Um, but she says that um I think in fairness both parties are committing to not having any more children. So it's unfair for someone, for one person to stop, you know, to get the procedure done. And then the other person is still able to have children. She says, if they're both truly on the same page about no more children, then it's fair that both parties, both mom and dad get the snip snip. Someone voted that the man should get snipped. And then she says, wait, no, I take that back because he can now cheat with no consequences. That's how he will go and be sleeping around. And then because he has a vasectomy, he will never get in the position where he gets somebody else pregnant and we can't find him. So daddy don't need to be fixed. Mommy can go put the IUD. (laughs) Um, Someone else, she said that um, it really grates my nerves. A woman tying her tubes is a whole entire open operation under general anesthesia. IUDs are invasive as well. They are feeding stirrups. Opening the cervix is painful as hell. Days, possibly weeks of cramping after, and the IUD can migrate and perforate the bowels and all sorts. A vasectomy, on the other hand, is literally it was literally a clinic, a clinical operation. It's local anesthesia, so just numbing the area, and it's done in a half hour or less. You just go in, and by the following day your back as new. So why is the burden of the labor always on women? It is very selfish. Another one, um, I was just chatting with her and I said, I don't know what men are afraid of in getting a vasectomy. And she says, I know that there's the myth that it messes with their sexual performance. And honestly, it's lack of knowledge. Um, I get their reasoning of being scared, but as more time goes on, they are getting more enlightened that it doesn't mess with their sex game. So I think it's just exposure, which will keep on happening as time passes. Speaking of that... I would like to speak with an African man who has gone through a vasectomy. I asked on Twitter and nobody has um, responded. But I'd like to speak to an African man who has had a vasectomy so we can hear from his own perspective. So that he can enlighten other men who um, are thinking about it or are afraid about it. Because I think that knowledge is power and I think that we need to share. If us women are sharing on here, why not the men? Okay. Okay. And now I heard from two well I heard from two guys. one guy said, "Oh my God, I don't die," <laughs> and he says "No, that a woman should do um the procedure as if she should get the um she should tie her tubes as soon as she um has a child like right after childbirth. He says that he's afraid of getting a vasectomy because of fear of accident because it's like his eye like there's no duplicate for his penis and if (laughs) that he's afraid that if there's an accident that he won't be able to perform (laughs) sexually any longer. That's his fear. Another lady shared what her husband said and he says that even though it's not logical, um and he understands that it's more simple for a man to get a vasectomy For him, it's more of an emotional thing, which is, you know, his pride and his ego. Because for him, getting a vasectomy is tied to his um, ability to have children, and he feels that. If he goes through a vasectomy, then he has lost some of his manliness. And yes, he agrees that it's not a logical explanation. But as women, we will not understand what it means to a man. And those are all of the responses that I got on Instagram. And I thought it would be nice to share with you guys because um, I think it's really an interesting topic um, on, you know, why the men feel like it's the, the onus is on the women. And a lot of women are like, no, the onus should be on the men. Of course, at the end of the day, it is the couple that should have their discussion and they both decide what they want to do as my sister did with her husband. All right, and that brings us to the end of this episode. Thank you, everyone who has listened. Thank you, everyone who has participated in the conversations. Thank you to everyone who has reached out to me via DM, via email, all of that good stuff. Again, if you know any man that has gone through a vasectomy, an African man who has gone through a vasectomy, please send them my way, I promise. If they want to be anonymous, that's no problem. I will happily you know interview them anonymously. And also if you know any medical professionals that would you know be willing to be on the platform to share more about family planning and the different um options that there are, please send them my way as well. Um you can find me by email, mommyoyoyo at gmail.com, which is m-o-m-m-y o y o y o gmail.com, or they can send a message to me on Instagram, which is at mommy oyoyo, @mommyoyoyo. M O M M Y O Y O Y O. I mean, you can also reach out to me <laughs> on my other um, name, Berry Dakara. B E R R Y D A K A R A. But I think that going forward, after today, after today, I will only open up. Um, well, when I talk about it on the podcast, I will only talk about reaching out to me on the Mommy Oyo platforms. All right. Well, thank you again for listening, and I hope you have a wonderful day. God bless you. Mwah. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Mommy Oyo Yo podcast. Out of everything you could be doing, you chose to spend the time with me, and I am truly grateful. Please follow us on social media at Mommy Oyoyo, which is M-O-M-M-Y-O-Y-O-Y-O. We are on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Feel free to send us feedback and suggestions that way or via our email at mommyoyoyo at gmail.com. Also, subscribe to the Mommy Oyoyo podcast on your favorite podcast players. Rate and review the podcast. And finally, don't keep this goodness to yourself. Share the Mommy Oyo Yo podcast with your friends, your family, your co workers, and more. The Mommy Oyo Yo podcast, sharing experiences of African motherhood. Mommy Oyo Yo, Mommy Oyoyo, Mommy Oyo Yo. See you next time.